Welcome to the High Performance Fatherhood Podcast, a podcast focused on helping dads move from fear-driven responsibility to high-performance fatherhood. I am your host, Troy Williams. What's going on? Welcome to another episode of the High Performance Fatherhood Podcast. Mm-hmm. My name is Troy Woods. I am your host for this particular podcast, and I thought I would bring a pretty interesting topic topic that I believe is really interesting um, to this podcast. Uh, it's real world scenario for me, and it also addresses um, questions that I get um, from parents in regards to their kids. And we're going to talk about gaming. Now, when it comes to this topic on this episode, I'm going to be very specific um, when I talk about gaming, and I'm going to talk about Fortnite in particular and my thoughts on it. And again, these are my thoughts. These are my observations, but I've also done some research um, to get information. that's not just within my four walls of my home. So a question that I often get from parents that have children that are between, let's say the ages of uh, seven, eight, nine is, Hey, my, my child wants to play Fortnite. Um, have your children played it. If they do, what do you think, et cetera? Um, I'm guilty of the initial answer of, hey, you know, I don't think it's bad. Just, you know, moderation, make sure you watch it because it can be, I think it can be a little bit addictive. That's typically what I I say on the onset. Um, But I think it's time we have a little deeper conversation about it. Now, I've, I've been on this topic in Facebook uh, groups before, um, I've had other people, other fathers who have agreed. I've had some that are heavily disagreed because they're gamers as well. You know, uh, sidebar, I game a little bit with the fellas typically maybe once a week or something like that on like one particular game, not Fortnite. Um, but my observations are this from personal experience and from research I've done. It's I think it impacts children differently. And I think that the one thing I would tell parents is don't blindly just let your child play Fortnite. And also, we're going to add YouTube in this conversation as well. And I'll, I'll go. I'll, I'll, talk, I'll touch on that briefly in a second. But I say don't just blindly let your children watch uh, or play Fortnite. Because I think it needs to be monitored. And when I say I think it needs to be monitored, not the game, but how your child responds to the game. Right. Um, When I, you know, my son is 12 at the the recording of this video. My daughter doesn't play Fortnite. Uh, Both of them like Roblox. um, But my son particularly likes Fortnite. um, My daughter doesn't play Fortnite. Um, But when... I remember when he started playing a couple of years ago. I don't think he played until he was like 10. Even kids have been playing before that. The hook with Fortnite is it's a free game, but you have in-game purchases that you do, um, but the game itself is free, right? So I remember I was against it, against it, against it, because I, and my primary reason initially for being against the game was I just saw how much time or heard about how much time kids were spending on Fortnite. I'm like, man, this game is crazy. So just that was the first red flag for me. Um, is the amount of time that I saw children spending on the game. My son turned 10. We decided, hey, all right, let's 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 go ahead. And, and the pandemic was happening, so he wasn't getting that social interaction. 
uh, with his friends. So I'm like, all right, let's let's you know, let's try it. And at first, you know, everything was cool, and then I, I just started noticing things um, changing with his attention, right? And so I'm like, interesting. And this is where we're going to tie YouTube into this as well. In my uh, in my opinion, based on personal observations and from conversation, if you sit down as an adult and just watch Fortnite, you can probably see it. If you're looking for it, you can see it right away. Now, the problem is when you're having a conversation with the kids, they're in it. They're not going to see it, right? The speed of the game, the close impact with the builds and different things that they do, the vibrant colors, the flashing lights, automatically knew, okay, this has got to be like a major dopamine hit. Kept watching, kept watching. Then I would see other kids start to play. Then I was like, okay, now they want to stay on this game for a while. And then you start observing when they get off of the game what happens. So we like, look, dude, you gotta, you gonna have to detox from this game for for a little bit. Um, and the main reason was because I I knew as he's getting older, going into school, the attention he was gonna have to pay to his schoolwork. And this is where YouTube is gonna start playing too, because I want you guys to uh, start paying attention to this if you are not already doing so. As a as a digital creator myself, part of what I do is understanding that when I put out content, it's understanding how to best get this content to resonate with the audience and how to keep the audience's attention, right? And in doing so, we found out that you will see a lot of videos from adults that were typically around the 11 to 12 minute mark. A lot of times, and I told my son one day he was watching video. I said, I guarantee you that the videos that you're watching are either five minutes, eight minutes, or about 12 minutes long, right? And when we started, we went through his feed list, and you can see kind of like the video length on the feed list, and it was seven minutes, eight minutes around those areas. The problem that that creates is that, again, these dopamine hits, right? You'll watch a video. And then you're on to the next video. And often there may be like he likes car channels. Right. And so there may be a correlation of you're going from one video. Both both videos are about vehicles. But it's different content about those vehicles. And then you get into other videos. And and then I just started looking up kids channels and stuff like that just on my own. And you start seeing this. So in essence, and I'm not going to sit up here Say I'm a medical doctor, a psychologist, or no, I'm I'm a I'm a dad, right? So and that's what I'm saying. You have to really pay attention to these things. Um, you start noticing how the videos and, and and YouTube does a great job of it because it's always the suggested videos, right? And it's always like relatable content to what you were already watching. And so the kids are going from video to video, subject to subject, you know. It's not like it's a story, subject to subject, and the videos are like four, five, eight, 12 minutes long, somewhere around there. And I started thinking about this. If your child is on YouTube a lot, if your child is playing Fortnite or any any video games, but I'm particularly talking about these these two, these two media, uh, these pieces of media. 
Play close attention to if your child in school is able to hold their attention longer than the eight minutes to 12 minutes, et cetera. What we have done is we've noticed that when we strip those things away, attention span changes, right? Because my son, he does well in school, right? I mean, he's, he's not a bad student or anything like that, but I'm with me and his mom. We're looking at, okay, as you go up in grade, the work is going to increase. The work is going to get a little bit harder, right? You're going to have to read more books. You're going to have to be able to tie these books together. It's my belief that as much as I love YouTube, when it comes to content for kids, it's doing the opposite because their attention span is being trained to be on five, eight, and 12-minute videos. So when it comes time to reading a book or when it comes time to um, analyzing a story, it's working in opposition to what they're learning. So you have to kind of understand, okay, look, we got to do something different because I don't want to be jeopardizing your schoolwork because of the other media that you're consuming. Fortnite, in my opinion, is a very addictive game because it's the constant dopamine hits. And I used to race my, I gave my son this analogy. I used to ride and race motorcycles on a track and on the street, I, I, I compared it to driving a car. I was like, when you drive a car, you're on the street, you're driving 55, 60 miles an hour, supposedly, right? And so the world is coming at you like this, right? And your brain is processing everything. You're looking at the buildings. You're looking at the other cars. And the world is is coming at you like this. As opposed to when we would be on a track with our motorcycles, whether it was a track day or a race, it's times you're clicking off 130, 140, 150, 160 miles an hour. Now things are coming at you three times as fast as if you were in a car, right? And your brain is having to calculate all of that that fast. And then when you're done, I used to tell him, I said, man, I would leave the track, get in the car and go to sleep. Yeah, it was physical stuff involved with moving that bike around and stuff like that. But I was mentally drained because my brain was processing things at a rate of two and a half, three times what it normally does. And I said, that's what happens with these certain games. that's bringing stuff at you so fast. And, you're, and these kids are good at these games, which means their brains are keeping up and they're calculating everything that's going on. Right. And they're keeping up with it. They're scoring and shooting. They're doing da, 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 bright lights, all this other stuff. Then when you cut the game off, now you're coming back to 55, 60 miles an hour. And then your brain is coming down, right? So we told him, like, look, man, when you play games, I don't care what it is. Nothing before bed, nothing when you wake up in the morning. It's going to be a certain time of the day, right? Because, like I said, he's already getting good grades, but I want I know they can be, you know, you know me, man. It's like, let's let's just get A's, right? Um, but I, I want to just let parents know. That when you are, when your child wants to play these games, don't just put it in front of them, right? And just walk out the room. Pay attention 
to what the game is doing, how it's interacting with your child, how your child is interacting with the game. And then when the game is off, look, watch your child, see how they're responding. Right. Um, And it's not just any game. Right. But I've noticed particular things when it comes to Fortnite that I don't notice with the other games. Your kid, they're not going to really understand it. They're going to think all games equal. They're not going to really see the difference. But there is a difference there. Right. Um, I'm not bashing a game as a brilliant business concept, free game. Just make a bunch of in-app purchases. Kids get in a game. They want to be different, et cetera, et cetera. I get it. And there's some kids who may not be impacted at all. Right. But I know for me and and for Kelly and, and what we're trying to do with our children, we're assessing everything that they're involved with. Because I don't want to, my biggest fear is waking up five, eight, ten years down the road and looking like, man, what, how did we, what happened to get here? Right. So I'm looking at every little thing along the way that I can make small tweaks and adjustments to, to really help. I'm not against, don't, don't take this, this episode as, you know, Troy's against uh, video games and YouTube and stuff like that. But, I'm on both sides having a, I enjoy consuming content too. having children to consume content, but also being a content creator and understanding how the game works. I think you just have to be mindful when it comes to introducing these types of things to your children. All right. If they're doing it, just pay attention to it. Don't just blindly let them do the things because the biggest thing is parents is, you know, we don't want to have to make huge life adjustments. We just want to be able to make little small, minor tweaks along the way so that we can get our kids through this thing called life and come out on the other side and be successful. I hope this episode was something that you can get some value for or from. If it was, actually go ahead and share it with a friend. Let's spread the word. Thank you for listening to another episode of the High Performance Fatherhood Podcast. For questions, comments, or suggestions, feel free to email us at podcast at 300fathers.com.